off the ball. If it was me, you'd absolutely love to be 17 up as opposed to being 17 points down. There's no upside to being 17 nil down at that stage, you know. It's a shocking start. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball, daily. You're welcome back. It is Thursday's football show. Nathan with you this evening. Stephen Doyle has joined me in the studio. How are you? Good evening, Nathan. Getting your rest in, post-season rest, post-Premier League. Yeah, my God, what a season. What a Just, break uh, needed from Brian Kerr for, <laughs> for all of us. For all of us. It's Particularly Brian. Brian. Brian was like, Jesus, what do you think about the end of the season? How are you? Well, I was I'm kind of going to miss it a little bit, I think, Brian. I said, what about you? I said, no, Jesus, I can't, can't wait for a break. <laughs> wow, wow. You were, you were expecting an emotional ending. Yeah, it's like, oh, Brian. You were you know, like those Leeds fans bringing the jerseys over and just thrown back in your face <laughs> no. Sunday, Sundays are the highlight of my week and probably probably be anywhere else really than spending much time with you Stephen but fine anyway it's, it's, it's not done we've got the cup final on Saturday we have the Champions League final the week after that uh, and of course the League of Ireland season is continuing throughout all of this absolutely yeah yeah. Uh, was out we heard the interview with Stephen Bradley uh, a little bit earlier today and uh, someone was saying to me it's kind of like God, it's all us now, isn't it? It's all the League of Ireland for the next couple of months. Yes, we have the GEA, but even after this weekend, the fixtures are becoming less and less. So there's a big opportunity, actually, for the league. Yeah, and there's like there's always a big excitement when League of Ireland clubs start their European campaigns, mm. isn't there? Um, and I think as well this season, because Derry City have disappointed in Europe in recent years, but I think they could do really well depending on how they get on the draw. It'd be nice to see them doing well because they've got some really good players who we know have performed well in Europe for Dundalk and uh, who are now at Derry City. I covered their game against Bohemians at Daily Mount a couple of weeks ago. Michael Duffy is on fire at the moment. He is such a good player. I think he could do well in Europe and they, they're getting a couple of lads back from injury just at the right time now as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Shamrock Rovers, look there, it was interesting. I interviewed for the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, Richie Tell, and I was kind of saying, look, you know, Champions League. You need League to be more a- aggressive, Richie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, well, letting, we're letting them lads push you around, Richie. <laughs> I don't want to say I wound him up too much uh, on the pod. but um, do anything. I just... Um, I, you know, he's kind of saying, well, look, Champions League group qualification, why should we always kind of think it's always about dropping down to the, the lower competitions? Why can't we uh, aim high? And and he's right, you know, they they do have a good, really good squad there. And um, the only problem for them now is that they're they're in a two, three-way battle now for the league title. And uh, they've got other teams who are starting to close the gap with them now. But um, I think Rovers do need to you know I think the group stage of one of the lower competitions now really is an aim for them now they have to kind of try and do that now every year and then you've got uh, St. Patrick's Athletic who look they're looking really good under John Daly um, the only problem is their squad is a little bit thin um, and then Dundalk of course as well who are struggling a bit this, this year but listen it's always exciting just what about, to see what what about what the mid-table teams then Steve-O the bowls the of this world the bowls you know? of this world yeah well listen we are just gonna we're just gonna listen you go out there and you just worry about the next game Nathan and, yeah, you just wear the jersey with pride and yeah yeah look and get back yeah all we can say is that, listen let's, let's hope the other clubs don't let us down in Europe 
You know, that's all I'll say. Get the coefficient up for when you're back <laughs> next year, is that it? Uh, so, as well as all that, there is the small matter of a couple of massive European Championship qualifiers. So, the Republic of Ireland are in Greece on June 16th. Uh, that's a Friday night. And then on the following Monday, uh, back in Dublin against Gibraltar. Of course, Ireland started with that 1-0 defeat against France. Uh, Stephen Kenny named his squad today. So, they're going to go to Turkey next week uh, for an extended warm-weather training camp at the some lessons learned from last year when they had that run of four games which feels like about four years ago at this stage but that match against Armenia and uh, while it was a very hot day and as you would expect it'll be quite hot in Athens at that time of the year the game is at 10 o'clock at night kickoff so Mm. um, you know that should um, even it out a little bit but the squad was named today Uh, the main stories in the squad uh, Chidozi Ben is injured uh, so he's not going to make it back so he's going to miss out on that game obviously he was brilliant uh, for so much of that game against France so that is a big big blow of the players that I think a lot of people were hoping to see called in uh, well Tom Cannon isn't in the squad scoring goals at Preston but they had a camp last week in Bristol where players in the championship were going to have this big long break before the internationals were called in he was amongst those called in uh, but he had a bit of tonsillitis and wasn't feeling well so wasn't able to go in so Stephen Kenny said look never got a chance to see him so he'll go with the 21s and they'll try and keep the connection there with him Uh, so he's not in Ryan Manning who I know for everybody west of the Shannon is a bit of a cause celeb at this stage is trying to get him in the squad Um, he's not included for personal reasons Um, Stephen Kenny was a pain to point out that it's not anything between the two of them um, and that he will be available for selection again whenever he's uh, good and ready so he's not there either Uh, Liam Scales Daryl Lenehan have been recalled to the squad Alan Brown and Jeff Hendrick are both included both of them missed that training camp because of injury and already out alongside Ogbene are Callum Robinson Andrew Omobamadele and Seamus Coleman and I was out at the press conference earlier and Stephen Kenny I thought spoke very well there's no great pressure on him at the moment there's um, you know no great controversy or anything and he was very comfortable answering all the questions that were thrown his way it did strike me the more he spoke uh, the more injury concerns there were within the squad as you, and uh, yeah. a mix of injury problems and lack of players with game time before you even get into the fact that half the squad are playing the championship and the season will be over five weeks so this is one of these games that is coming at a very bad time for an Irish manager and this is probably the decisive game of the entire campaign yeah it's one of those things where you nearly prefer the international games to be coming up maybe a week or two after the season's end because it is really hard for top professional athletes to be going helter-skelter for whatever it is 40-odd weeks playing 40-odd games in a season then stopping and trying to keep yourself ticking over for massive what is like we always said at the start of this group that the two Greece games would be pivotal pivotal for Ireland um, you know an Irish side who was, who was shown against France they can mix it with a top side so you'd be hoping that maybe they can take something from the Dutch in those two games but the Greek games they need to get something from and at least a point you would think in Athens if not a win against a decent Greek side as well um, I think from a leadership point of view and from the kind of influence in the dressing room I think Coleman and Bene are two really big blows for Stephen Kenny to lose those two players and I interviewed Chidozi after the the game against France and the one thing you, you've spoken quite a lot as well Nate the one thing that strikes you about Chidozi Ogbeni is that he's so measured and calm and relaxed you know you do those post-match interviews and players can be a bit you know their minds are 
wearing and they don't know how to kind of put their thoughts together. But look, Benny is just so calm and collected and so as well as that in the dressing room, that calmness that he brings, there's also that inspiration that he brings on the pitch and the manner of the way he plays and the same way that Seamus Coleman would be quite a swashbuckling, you know, player that likes to get stuck in on the opposition team and I think losing that is definitely a big blow. But the one thing you would say is you look at the starting team against France, most of that team is there. Bar Coleman and Benny, you've got most of the players there. But as you've been explaining to me, you were out there with Stephen today, a lot of those players that we would expect to start, they're not in great nick, are they? Yeah, so let's maybe go through the squad then. Uh, we might start with the goalkeepers. The main talking point and the main news story uh, is around Quivine Kelleher. So the three keepers, as always, are Bazunu, Kelleher, Travers. Bazunu will start in goal once again. Uh, Stephen Kenny at pains to point out, despite the fact that he has struggled a bit, uh, to put it mildly this season with Southampton, that he's never let Ireland down, that his performance against France uh, was exceptional. Said they one of the reasons they wanted to have this camp in Turkey, as well as the warm weather angle to it, was actually give the players a break, proceed postseason reset get themselves back into a different mindset and he'd be hopeful that actually Bazuna is a very confident lad anyway so Bazuna will start but he was asked about uh, Cuevine Kelleher as well so here's what he had to say about Cuevine Kelleher's lack of football and his future at Liverpool yeah listen nobody goes very few people only the real real elite international players of course go through their careers without any pitfalls and and have an absolutely upward trajectory curve you know I think it's inevitability that you know you hit some bumps on, on the road and certainly uh, Gavin Gavin's played a lot of football this year and you know Southampton didn't improve by leaving him out you know he, he didn't like it not as if their, their results improved he, he you know I thought he performed for Ireland he's always been very good played very well against France and always performed well for Ireland as you know Mark was excellent against Everton last week it's great to see him get a game and uh, and, and you know Cuevin has never let us down either he's a very talented goalkeeper and hopefully you know he get, it looks like you know he'll be on the move this summer and he need, you know it's, it can only benefit him because he needs to play games and obviously he's been starved of games this year and that's been a problem for him and uh, he's very ta- very very talented and um it's hard to leave Liverpool it's such an iconic club but you know he's certainly he's, he's not so young now he's 24 and he needs to play and he knows that have you spoken to him about that? oh yeah we speak to him we speak regularly over the last year and he knows that himself and he knew that a long time uh, earlier in the season and I think he's been in dialogue with Liverpool about that for a long time and I think it, it's most likely will happen you would think you know in the summer International managers need to keep their noses out of club football. <laughs> Best thing for Cuevin Keller is to sit on that Liverpool bench until Alisson's ready to move on with his life. I never thought I would see uh, a man from my old hometown of Tala, uh, you know, uh, being thrown into what, what some people are calling a war of words with uh, one of the greatest German managers we've ever seen in the history of football. Now, look, I wouldn't be reading too much into that, Nathan. We were talking off air. Like I actually went back to look at what Jurgen Klopp had said about Kelleher last month and it was the kind of thing where he was saying, look, he doesn't expect him to leave, but it would take an extraordinary offer, was the words he'd used. And there have been reports that Liverpool are willing to let him go for maybe around the €29 million euro mark, £25 million. Pounds. Could be less, maybe. Like, he played four senior matches for mm. Liverpool last season. There's no way they can keep a 24-year-old who's eager to play first-team matches. And I would say that what Klopp said last month was just a case of him trying to keep the, to get the price up 
for whatever fee they sell him for. Well, the key thing there is that he's 24. Yeah. So I think we still look at all of these as being teenagers and Cuevin Kelleher has all the time in the world. Like suddenly you go through five, six year spell where you've played a dozen games and your sharpness and all of that. And, you know, I think Kelleher, by the sounds of it, he probably had some very honest conversations and just very realistic conversations mm-hmm. there with Stephen Kenny when they were in in March. And what's the plan? Well, I'm at a stage I want to go and play football. It's up to Liverpool then. You know, do they let him go out on loan? Do they let him go on a permanent deal? Add in a buyback clause. If Cuevin yeah. Keller turns out to be one yeah. of the great goalkeepers, give yourself the option. But right now, unless Alisson wants to move on, you'd expect that Alisson's going to be there for the next three or four years at least. And Cuevin Keller is completely reliant on injuries. Yeah. And um, Alisson, like, he, he keeps himself in good nick. He doesn't drink. Look, he could, he could be playing till he's 38 or 39. You know, so um, I think Keller, look, yeah, he needs to get out of there and uh, hopefully he does get to a, a good club. I think Brighton and Spurs are a couple of the clubs that have been linked with him. So um, I think we'll definitely see him playing the Premier League. Long ball, Kelleher to Ferguson for Brighton next season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He might end up playing outfield under Deserby. Well, <laughs> uh, Brighton wouldn't be a surprise move because Robert Sanchez is going to leave and steal while he's preferred him to Sanchez. Yeah. Uh, has never looked... He's done a very good job at the end of the season and he's clearly better at playing out from the back, but you would think there's definitely an opportunity there for Kelleher at a side like that. Uh, so the defenders then, as you go through some of the issues, uh, Matt Doherty hasn't been playing at all at Atletico Madrid. Uh, they were saying that they're you know sending over extra training, that Dara Doyle, their fitness coach, is sending over extra plans for him to do because there's no way you can match the match intensity that he's missing out on so they play their final game of the season on Sunday he's going to go straight from there to Turkey and they'll probably try and up his training if anything to get him fit he started on the left uh, last time out you'd expect he'll probably start on the right this time and the place on the team will be on the left then you're into a lot of championship players who again will have had a five week break Uh, Nathan Collins who's played very little football for Mm. Wolves Darrell Shea who had injury problems himself at the end of the season both of them will start you'd expect alongside John Egan I said Lenehan and Scales are into the squad Uh, in midfield then Jason Malumby Kenny was saying had a injection I think on his hip at the end of the season to sort of tied him through until the internationals which uh, for a player who is as uh, what's the kind word we like to use for combative combative mm. energetic enthusiastic yeah. They're enthusiastic and, young and lad and in fairness to him Nathan and I've always been a fan of Malumbi especially at the under 21s I always felt that he never brought what I saw in the under 21s to the senior team but I actually thought the France game was his best and you're always worried with him is yellow cards and I thought he was actually quite disciplined in his performance he, we still got the raw you know tough tackling uh, Jason Malumbi but there was a bit more kind of um, what would you say more calmness to his performance as well and he, he kind of um, I suppose ice in the veins maybe fire in the belly that's what we kind of got with Jason Malumbi last day out and look hopefully he looks after them it's like the classic Roy Keane as Keane obviously had a troubles with his hips and it was just the amount of slide tackling and, and jumping in on the opposition players that he did but hopefully Malumbi's going to be okay because I think based on the France performance especially he's going to be key for us in this campaign uh, So it'll be Cullen Malumbi night in midfield you would expect the three of them will definitely start if they're all fit uh, the fact that Ogbene isn't there and if we assume that Evan Ferguson who he did say had some you know ankle issues again and that they were monitoring that but I did ask him is, is he a doubt and he said no mm-hmm. so we'll have to assume Evan Ferguson is going to be fine that's the last thing we need right now so who replaces Ogbene does he put in another midfielder you know does he go back to a Jamie McGrath or 
maybe Mikey Johnson, who has been playing over in Portugal. Does he go with Adam Ida, who he's such a fan with, but Ida and Ferguson together? So there are a few decisions he's going to have to make over the course of this training camp. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, um, I think the Ada Ferguson thing. I think you're, you've kind of alluded to something accurate there. I think it will be unlikely to see the two of those in a starting team together. Um, Mikey Johnson, I think, is an interesting one because, as you say, he played all the games for Vitoria Kimaraish and towards the end of the season there, they went on a good winning run towards the end of the season. Actually, and when he came off the bench against France. You could feel there was a real electricity in the in the ground, especially when he made his first couple of runs. And the thing about Johnson is he can beat a defender. He can get beyond his man, get to the byline, pull a ball back for Evan Ferguson. That's exactly what we want. I think I think he could be a perfect replacement for Ogbeni. Now, I suppose starting is is different to coming off the bench, but um, he's definitely match fit, which uh, it is uh, puts him ahead of a lot of players in the squad and I definitely think he could provide that little bit of X factor maybe that we need and a bit of service that we need going into Evan Ferguson Alright so as I said the squad they go to Turkey next week there's going to be a probably nine day training camp over there then they head over to Greece and then back here uh, for the match on Monday night Nathan, you? heading to Athens lovely city yes. Lovely city. Can recommend head, some nice wine head, bars. Head down the left bank. We'll, we'll talk about nice cocktail bar. I tell you. About oh, that ah, right, right, right. Listen, <laughs> get, let's let's finish this as quickly as possible so we don't forget about this conversation. Uh, so, if you want to see the Stephen Kenny press conference, it's all up online as well. So, uh, thanks as always, Steve. Cheers, Nathan.